You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day, so it's time for the opening. This morning, I'm speaking to Skulk Lowe, who's a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in Cape Town. Looking at my screen, it looks uh, it looks pretty green, actually. It's a pretty green screen. It's a pretty blue sky. Nice day to be alive this morning for a change. Strange day. Strange day. I must 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 join you on that one. I'm quite surprised to see see uh, you know some bullish sentiment you know moving back. I mean. Uh, I think the biggest bullish movement must be oil this morning. I mean, that is definitely yeah. hinting towards some some sort of recovery from for current deals. Yeah, the background to that is from the sketchy reports that I've read is that Mr. Trump was hinting at something that there might be some sort of compromise between mm. the Saudis, the world's biggest producers within OPEC, and the non-OPEC producer Russia, which of course caused the precipitous fall of the oil price in the first place. I, I won't say that I'm sceptical about the 10% rally because of Mr. Mr. Trump, because Mr. Trump often opens his mouth when it's when before he's engaged his brain. What there is of it? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the hero again in this situation. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely it. I mean, there's there's no other news. I, I know China also hinted this morning that they're going to start buying. They say that the, the, the let's call it the, the downward movement was a little bit overdone, and and they buying into these these let's call it weakness. But yeah, I think it comes down to to uh, President Trump yesterday saying that. Um, you know what? Um, you know, even if he has to, be, you know, participate and help this dispute, you know, this is uh, is is there for the help, and he he, he thinks that um, a a is confident that there will be a deal between Russia and and Saudi Arabia soon, and boom, ten percent higher this morning. So yes, I think there is some some bullish sentiment coming back into into the the black gold. Yeah, when is that though? I mean, this is what I want to know. When is this going to happen, and on what basis did he say that? We must give Mr. Trump his due. He is the president of the United States, and he does occasionally pick up the phone, and he does occasionally get phoned by world leaders. But uh, what is your yeah. understanding? Is there anything, any substance to it? No. Well, I think you know, you're asking when. I think the, the only thing is, you know, he used the words, um, "We'll reach a deal soon." <laughs> He's confident that they will reach a deal soon. So, so soon is it today? Is soon beginning of next week? Uh, bottom line is we, we don't know. Um, it's already having an effect, and uh, yeah, it's it's looking good this morning. Yes, very good indeed. Long way that continue. We'll come to Sassel in a moment. We'll come to the bounce back in the market right now. Because last night we saw a fairly torrid time on the first day of the new quarter for the major US indexes with the Dow Jones down 4.44%. But this morning on my screen, I've got the S&P futures scalp up 1.8%, mm. yes. close to that 2,500 mark, which seems to be a marker for traders at the moment. Yeah, definitely. You, you can you can see currently futures trading at 2,493. So, so definitely they they are you know protecting that 2,500 mark with everything they've got. So and I think that's one of the main reasons why we're seeing a positive market. But it's a positive environment in general. I mean, Germany this morning also you know up two percent when we look at the futures you know, futures wise. Uh, let's just look at the, the indices itself. Uh, so so uh, when we look at Germany this morning, Germany. Fairly flattish, but the future is already, uh, already up 2%. Uh, when we look at the FTSE, that's up 0.4%. The CAC around um, quarter of a basis point up. Uh, Euro stocks also positive. So in general, it's a, it's, a, it's a much better environment. I think that might have to do with the, the fact that the news came out this morning that, that uh, it does seem like the, the death rate is easing Italy. That was the main focus 
I think, um, and, and that although that they're still seeing fatalities rising in, in Spain and, and yeah, in Britain, but um, Germany seems to be under control. The, 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 the virus appears to be spreading more, more slowly in Germany. I think that's why we, we're seeing a, 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 let's call it a more positive science from that, that area. But I think all eyes on this, uh, this whole uh, conspiracy theories or, or let's say, um, this whole story between between China and US, I think, like, mm. I see how that play out. Um, you know, the US, they're saying yesterday that they're gonna they're gonna provide a hundred thousand body bags for civilians. That's 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 quite excessive. Um, and um, that after basically the, the American intelligence officers concluded that China concealed the extent of the outbreak there. So that that'll be a that'll be a very interesting conversation. You know. You know, to what extent did they conceal it? You know, what did they conceal? The amount of death? You know, when it actually started? I think there's going to be a few questions. Yeah, it came to the fore, I think. Uh, there's been rumours going around on social media and a few less well-written articles than one that I'm going to refer to now uh, by Dominic Wagcorn from Sky News. Now, Sky News can be a little bit sensational. I mean, uh, uh, you know, you can just look at its owner and you can see that occasionally it does go a little bit off the rails. But Dominic Wagcorn is a very good reporter and he wrote a, an article about that. So if you Google Dominic Wagcorn, Sky News, China versus US, you, you'll find that one. Yeah. So not good. Let's have a look at the markets if we can, Skark. I was looking through the Stock Exchange news service announcements just now while you've been talking, and there's really very little. Uh, the result season is obviously over, so the thing we have to do is go immediately to the markets, and that gives us a good bit of cheer. And um, as I said to uh, Nick Kunza the other day, the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning now is look at my um, Brent crude oil price chart screen, and I didn't realize how many different grades of crude there are. It goes from West Texas Intermediate down to Brent, down to Mars US, then OPEC Basket, then Canadian Crude Index, then DME Oman, then the Urals, then the Mexican Basket, the Indian Basket, the Western Canadian Select, and so it goes on and on and on. And you must, and I think what that says is you have to realise how important oil is for the world's economy. But anyway, the one that we look at the two that we look at are the West Texas Intermediate Crude, the American one, 9.31% higher at the moment. And Brent Crude has suddenly broken 10%. It's up 10.25% at the moment at 27.27. So very nice indeed. If I go back to the other prices of importance to us, uh, and namely when it comes to the currencies and the all-important rand price, the dollar rand is, uh, oh, ow, 1817. <laughs> British yeah. pound against the rand, 22.54. Euro rand, 19.89. Uh, why I don't like this is it's not because of the strong dollar, because the dollar's um, maybe 0.2% stronger against the euro. What I don't like is, that, is, is the fact that this is ind independent rand weakness. Before I go to the other mm. spot prices, can you comment upon that, please? Because we are going yes, down independently. Mm. No, no, definitely. Uh, rand, rand trading, you know, 90 basis points or 93 basis points, weaker this morning. If we compare that to, to the likes of, of the Russian ruble, that's that's trading 2% higher. Uh, China is trading you know, 10 basis points higher. Uh, Korea is trading 36 basis points higher. You know, Taiwan is trading 38. You know, and we could go on you know, to, to take some of these emerging market currencies. So, so, so clearly this is, like you mentioned, this is definitely rand weakness. The only other 
currency that's 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 uh, you know emerging currency that's taking a similar type of flack, and that's India. But mm. yeah, this is definitely definitely rank weakness. Yeah, not good. Uh, Euro dollar is one hundred nine forty five. Last night in the United States, the Dow Jones was, as I said earlier on, was down four point four four percent to twenty thousand nine hundred forty three, or nearly a thousand points. This morning, up nearly two percent, or nearly four hundred points. So it's regaining around about um, 42% of its uh, loss last night. And long may that continue, please. S&P last night down 4.4. So was the NASDAQ. Yesterday, the FTSE was flat. Um, this morning, Tokyo down 1.4%. Shanghai up 1.7%. Hang Seng up 0.3%. And Australia down nearly 2%. The R186 government bond in South Africa, which has become terribly, terribly important, is currently yielding 11.04%, which is three basic basis points uh, better. So really nothing going on there. All sorts of rumours about an interim interest rate cut. That would be out of character, mm. but could easily happen. And when it comes to the commodities prices, well, gold price is up $3 to fifteen ninety four, quite quiet. Platinum is $7.5 better to $7.27.5 an ounce. And palladium is what, Skulk? It's up 3% today. It's trading at $2,205. Okay, and Brent crude oil, we've already gone through it. So 27-something or other up uh, 10%. That's Brent crude in London. The mood out there, Skulk, before I go to the top five and the bottom five, is is what, cautious or enthusiastic? Well, it does seem a little bit enthusiastic when I look at the futures. I just think, be mindful. I think for, for tonight, all eyes are going to be on, on um, some U.S. numbers. Uh, we're going to see the initial jobless claims mm. and continuous jobless claims. And um, that might just bring a little bit of a, little bit of a, you know, a, a, a sourdough to the party. So um, I think we will have to, we'll have to see what, 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 that have, you know, what, what effect that has on the, on the market. And if they will be able to protect the 2,500 market on the, on the um, S&P 500 because hmm. we, we know how dependent um, you know, the U.S. You know, we've seen this in the, the huge bull run in the U.S. You know, up to end of December you know, was was a lot you know based on you know jobless claims that that that's, that that came down unemployment looking very very good so we'll see we'll 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 see what effect that has on the market now. Yes, indeed. Uh, let's have a look at the, the top five major movers now. And just to go back to the US jobless claims number, it's every Thursday and people have been watching it. They've, they always watch it, but it's suddenly become very important because the last three weekly figures, every Thursday, 2.30 South African time, the US uh, Labor Department comes out with its jobless claims. I think it's the Labor Department. Anyway, so three weeks ago today, it was 220,000 jobless claims. Two weeks ago today, it was 281,000 before adjustments. <laughs> a week ago today, it jumped to the staggering number of 3.283 million. What's the whisper number for today's uh, announcement, they are, please? They're, they're looking at, uh, we're looking at uh, a 3.5 million. They're looking at a 3.5 million um, well, consensus for today. Um, uh, which is not good. <laughs> which is not good. Which is which just means it it actually went up from the it's called the three point three million to to three point five. And don't be surprised if 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 it actually is north of three point five million. 
mm. uh, which I do think is going to have a negative effect on the, the US market tonight. Yes, because last week when the 3.283 million came out, the market initially went down and then went on a tear to the upside, if I remember rightly, because they thought, well, uh, we knew this was going to happen and the Fed is going to have to do something, maybe even a third or fourth package. I forget how many packages the Americans have delivered to us via the Fed and via <laughs> fiscal stimulus these days. But anyway, I think it's probably the fourth one. Um, so it'll be very, very interesting. Uh, so don't leave you if you're serious about your investments, if you're a short-term trader or you're just interested in what's going on. Don't leave your screens at 2.30 this afternoon. No. Not, not that you can, of course. Sassel. Where are you going to go? Where are you going to go anyway? <laughs> to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sassel is up nearly 15% to 38.69. This is a stock that was in the very low 20s two and a half weeks ago. MTN up 7%. Implats up 6%. Uh, Momentum Metropolitan up 5.3%. Sebania Stillwater up 5.2%. On the downside, South 32 down 9%. Agcock down a half. Vodacom down a half. Telcom down a quarter at 19 rand and 1 cent per share and Pepcor down 0.2%. But for once, there's a lot of jostling for the top five up and very few oh. in the top five uh, down. Anything uh, that's caught your eye outside of the ones I've just mentioned, please, Skulk? No, I mean, I think the, the one to mention, as you mentioned, was, was Sassel's movement this morning, at, which is just over 11% in a positive. So that's mm. that's very good. And, and also we, we've uh, had the sense announcement this morning from Allied Technologies. I don't know, you know, we're following that. No. And they just um, they just concluded that the, the true value of Bytes UK, uh, which is basically a wholly owned subsidiary of Altron, uh, is not reflecting the company's um, share price currently. So they they they're considering a few you know few ideas. The one is a potential listing of of, of uh, the offering in Bytes um, UK on the London stock exchange, a secondary listing in on the JSE stock exchange, and an unbundling um, of the remaining Altron shareholders of of. Um, UK. So that had a nice effect on, on the share price this morning when we look at um, Allied Electronics, that is up you know, 6% this morning. So in other words, they're, they're taking the business outside of South Africa, separating it to the South African operations, which is good for shareholders because it unlocks value, oh. as evidenced by the price this morning. But on the other hand, another sad indictment of what they think about South Africa in the future. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But I mean, you have to look after your shoulders. If, if you, you get a scenario, which most of these holding companies currently are sitting with the, the, the scenario that, that the, we don't see the true reflections of the, the, the holdings in the companies. And um, that's why we're seeing these type of moves. I, I, and I, I think we're going to see a few more. I do think we're going to see a few more, more of these holding company movements um, going forward in the next, you know, let's call it three to six months. I'm only going to be speaking to you next Wednesday, Skulk. So we're oh. going to have, a, I mean, between now and next Wednesday, an awful lot of water will flow under the bridge. How are the clients looking right now? You're a portfolio manager, PSG Wealth, a well-respected and long-established wealth manager and everything else, all its other facets. What is the mood of the clients? Are people being fairly responsible about the way that they speak to you, especially when their statements are being read in the next <laughs> couple of days? Or, or is there some panic? Is there some knee-jerk reaction going on? Please tell us more. Uh, Lindsay, I'm not going to lie to you. I think the bottom line is there, there's definitely some, some you know, uncomfortable investors out there. I mean, that is totally, totally understandable. I mean, we're not just talking about a market that is dropping. We're talking about a general fear, fear, you know, fear for people going outside, fear for people getting sick. So it's a, it's a general fear environment. 
that said, I do think that, you know, at least my clients, you know, understand the environment that we are in. We look around, put, out, put on the, the, the media, either being the news and the TV or, you know, via the internet. Um, and we all read about this. So we do, I do, you know, find that the clients, you know, on the one hand, understand the environment we're in. And I, I'm starting to get quite a few people that, that, that you know, come forward and say, you know, we've, we've only had, you know, over the last let's work, 40 years, really four previous times where we had this type of excessive movement. And we all know how that ended. Maybe this is a good time to, to, to start nibbling. Um, so I do agree with that. I do think that um, we, we are going to look back you know, a few years from now and, and think, know that this was one of the best buying opportunities going forward. Just maybe do it on a on a very very delicate basis. I mean, uh, you you've said it. We chatted about the, the the double bottom, and this is not going to go away. We heard this morning. I mean, Germany extending their lockdown for another two weeks, yes. basically until the nineteenth of April. You know, more and more countries are coming out and say, "Well, we're extending our lockdowns." We 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 still set for the twenty one days getting in South Africa, but everybody sort of started to talk about the. And I think that might have been. The most popular April Fool's joke yesterday. If I looked at social media, oh, I, I yeah. think that was the most you know, popular April Fool's joke. Oh, no, uh, yeah, lockdown has been extended. I, yeah, I, I mean, it's not it, really funny. It's, it's not even funny, is it? And that's, uh, April Fool's Day, is, is, is to me, is a stupid day anyway. Uh, but normally there's some quite cute ones, but there were none yesterday. And the one that came out about South Africa extending to May the 1st was, it just wasn't clever, it wasn't funny, it, it was just it just plain daft. And, and occasionally, if you have to suspend uh, sports tournaments, please suspend April Fool's jokes as well during this time, don't you think? I totally agree with you. I, th- I think yesterday, I don't want to sound like a, a, a sauerkraut, but I, I do think that that <laughs> was not a, not, a, not a funny one. That, that and, and the one that they actually brought up and say, well, well they're going to they're gonna change the law that we'll be able to we buy liquor again. <laughs> no, that's that definitely not funny. <laughs> that was not funny That's just a tease. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, this, so this is um, this is something that's not an April Fool's joke, even if it is uh, April the second. Sales of new vehicles plunged by twenty nine point seven percent year on year in March, as the effects of the global economic fallout from COVID nineteen are felt. That is a number from the South African economy today. Uh, 29.7%. So only 14,150 units of new cars uh, were sold in March in a population of 65, uh, I don't know, 65 million uh, people. I don't know what the official number is. The passenger category, which makes up the majority of new sales, plunged by 27% year on year, etc., etc. No one's going to buy a car in this day and age. Surely in this short-term day and age anyway, are they, Skulk? Where are you going to drive to? <laughs> where are you going to drive yeah, to? Yeah, but there's a hell of a so, lot of yeah. bargains out there. But it's not, it's not just where you're going to drive to. It's the fact that I need that money. I need that 250, 450,000 rand for other needs. I may need it for longer than I expected. So what am I going to do yeah. is have this beautiful looking thing, uh, nice and shiny with a badge on it, sitting in the garage? I don't think so. It's going to get worse. I, I agree. I agree. And that, that is, in one word, called a recession and and we we now we've we've had it for quite some time already and um but i mean the the the, the now the globe is looking at a, a global recession now we've done the new vehicle sales, the economic data. We need to close this conversation with the JSE indices after 
exactly one hour of trading. How are they looking? It's looking very positive, as we mentioned. I mean, uh, JSE this morning trading, you know, well, at current level, that's just 10 o'clock. So 44,469, that is 1.7% up for today. We've got the resources up 1.6%, uh, industrials up just shy of 2%. And financials up one percent. I'm going to mention. I usually don't mention the the, the SA property index because it's just been horrible. But this morning, at least, we see the the SA property index up two and a half percent. So that's also looking looking a little bit better this morning. Two and a half percent, but down forty seven percent in the quarter, Skalk. So forty seven percent down quarter, uh, first day of the second quarter, up two percent. It's a step in the right direction. Let's put it that way. Uh, I think sooner or later. I mean, let's. This this is a horrible environment. I, I looked this morning at, at some stats. What the effect of you know Econ will have on 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 the let's call it the different property companies, and and we can expect a few more companies you know coming under pressure in in, in this environment that we currently got. So by all means, I don't think the, it's 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 um, you know over for for these um, SA properties. I do think that the environment is still looking pretty bleak for them, but I think. You know, there is a few few opportunities now starting to arise in, in this you know, oversold environment in you know, the property or, or local property stocks. I think it's going to be a tough one. Will be a tough one. Uh, it'll be tough not talking to you until next Wednesday evening, Skulk. But I'll manage it. Don't you go skulking away, Skulk. I'll um, I'll, no. I'll I'll be with you ne- next Wednesday. Skulk Low is a portfolio manager at PSG Wealth in Cape Town, and that was the opening. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.